Yo, it's Alex Terranova, and welcome to Flip the Lens, where Brie Holland, London Papa Michael, and myself smash down the walls of perfection, performance, and looking good to dive face first into deeply vulnerable and personal conversations where we expose and explore what it means to be authentic and how to succeed in a world desperate for a facade. Good morning. Welcome back to Flip the Lens. We are going to air this for all the mamas out there and maybe all the dads that need to hear about their moms and their wives. How are you guys doing? Good. Good morning. I'm good too. I'm actually at my parents' house. So it's kind of cool to be here thinking about this episode and getting ready to record it. I'm excited to talk about my mom because, well, it's been a rough week with everything that's going on and you know, we've dove into the world crisis enough, but I miss my parents so much and it makes me super grateful. I don't know about y'all, but I've had some ups and downs and we'll probably dive into that with this episode. I'd love to hear. I think we want to dive in to tough memories and good memories, but I am certainly grateful for missing my parents right now because I know there was a time in my life where as the daughter, I I didn't have a relationship with either of my parents. So I'm excited to dive in and, you know, the fact that I'm 30 years old and have a relationship with my mom and, you know, having this opportunity to really miss her and be like, man, I'm glad, you know, I have that. I don't know how you guys are feeling. London, I know you've got a situation with Mother's Day where it probably feels a little different. How are you, how do you feel on Mother's Days? (laughs) Yeah, Mother's Day's definitely changed for me. It's coming up on uh, nine years since my mom passed away. You know, if you guys never listened to me before or know much about me. My mom passed away on Mother's Day at 47 years old uh, due to alcohol. Our second divorce kind of pretty much tore her apart. And um, yeah, so it's always uncomfortable for me. Um, But I choose the time to obviously I reach out to my sisters and uh, I always thank everyone that uh, helped me. And my sisters, uh, they did a fundraiser when my mom passed away and raised like, you know, I guess it doesn't matter how much, but they raised a little bit of money and it was awesome. And it was cool to see the community or, and people, um, you know, come together to help you. You know, I was, you know, growing up, I've never really felt like I could ask people for stuff or never really been in a position where I could ask for help or felt like I, you know, was always in a position to where somebody was looking out for me, you know? So uh, it was really cool to have that experience to, you know, see people do that for my sisters and I, and I'm forever grateful. And I still see those people when I go back home sometimes and they still ask me like, Hey, how's everything? And then they really ask me like, Hey, how you doing? You know, and I, it's cool that people still, I'm not saying they think about that moment, but they're still like, yeah, there's something that that guy's going to deal with probably forever. So, you know, like, Hey dude, I haven't forgot about you. If you need anything, um, I'm here because I think, you know, and that's okay, but people kind of forget, you know, sometimes what has happened to somebody. And I'm not saying you need to like put it on your calendar every year, but it's really cool. when you know, people still text me on Mother's Day and say, hey, thinking about you, I'm lucky enough to be able to go to dinner with my mom tonight. Like you haven't done that in almost 10 years. So, uh, you know, it's always, uh, yeah, it's a weird time for me. It makes me very uncomfortable in some ways. And I don't know if I'll ever have like uh, a time that I don't get uncomfortable around this time. Um, but I just miss my mom's love. You know, I was fortunate enough to feel that from my mother very strongly. Um, she sacrificed everything for her kids as early as I can remember and I always felt loved and it was shown, it was felt. And she was an amazing woman. She was, uh, 
didn't come for much and, you know, turned her, made her life what she wanted it to be. And uh, I'm forever grateful. Um, I miss traveling with her the most. I miss hearing her laugh and traveling with her. Just the energy she had going to Germany or London, flying back and forth from Cyprus, the little island that I lived in on to coming back to the States. And, uh, you know, in the end, I, uh, you know, I hate it for my sisters more than I hate it for me. But uh, I'm grateful to be, you know, alive with two, you know, healthy little sisters. And I do my best to kind of fill that void, you know. London, if if there's anything that you didn't get to say to your mom and you could say it like now and you you would know that she would hear it, is there anything that you like never got to say or that you'd want to say? Uh, you know, I think I talked about it on the show uh, before, but, uh, you know, the last conversation that I remember with my mom wasn't very good. So I just, I wish I could have told her I loved her one more time. You know, I would love this. I would love to hear what my mom thinks of me now, as in having this beard, you know, going to New York. You know, I lived in New York, my mom's favorite city. That was another thing that attracted me to taking the risk of moving there to find out why she loved it so much. I almost felt like it was a sign. And then I found out why she thought it was so amazing. Um, you know, to see, you know, I'd love for her to ask me about my love life and just to talk about things. I wish I could, you know, and I don't even have an updated picture of me and my mom, like of me as an adult, as a 20 year old, like, yeah, I have, they're all baby pictures or, you know, me as a, I think a teenager. So definitely I'd love to know what she thinks now, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah. It. uh, not a day goes by that I do not think about my mother. Yeah. Thanks, man. I can't imagine, like, I have a, um, both my parents are alive, but I, uh, when I was a little kid, my best friend through, like, my whole childhood, his mom, we used to be, like, it's our second mom. We would, you know, be at their house, like, every day after school. Their mom, it was, like, they were kind of, like, I don't want to call it bad because it wasn't bad, but their mom was, like, she had all the like junk food and all the food that my mom wouldn't buy. They had like all the video games, all the cable channels. So it was like, as a little kid, it was fun to be at their house ex- more than at our house. And uh, my best, and, and my little brother was best friends with my best friend's little brother. And my mom was friends with the mom and my dad was friends with the dad. So it was like just this little, like it felt like a, a whole nother side of my family. And she passed away when I was like, I don't know, 20, 21, something like that. Um, maybe a little bit younger. And that was, I always think about his little brother always posts things like on social media about mom, I miss you. And like what anniversary it was. And and I'm always like, I'm just always present to like not being able to even imagine what that would be like. Right. Like you can't, I can't put myself in your shoes. I can't put myself in his shoes because I can, I know that it would be hard, but like you can't even process. So I really appreciate you sharing because I think, that when someone like you does share, you know, and says the things you wish you got to say, it gives people that still have their moms an opportunity to go shit. Like it could be tomorrow that I don't, we never know. And it makes me realize like, I want to get off here and go tell my mom, I love her. I want to go tell her, I appreciate her. Um, So thanks for being the person who shares about it and not the person who just keeps it inside because you're, it's almost like your pain in the areas that you've had to go through help other people. Um, Thank you. And I, I appreciate that, man. Um, I truly do. I think you're so positive about it too. I mean, we all have different relationships with our parents and our, our moms, you know, whether you're five and you need them to feed you dinner or you're 16 and rebelling or an adult and you want them there, you do have them there. I think like how you share about her, whether she had her own struggles, it's 
always really refreshing to hear how you you are uplifting when you talk about her because I think some people might have like a lot of anger or regret because of you know how they passed away and I think you're just so like glad to have her as a mom you know like I think that so many people would be like why did they do that or you know be angry about it and I'm sure you have your moments but every time I've heard you speak about your mom it's always been so highly and so you know she loved us and and you know that even though she's not on the earth anymore that everything she did in life was for you and your sisters and and you know even though she had her own battles that she really like cared about you guys so I like hearing how you speak about her yeah and you know it's definitely there's moments where you know definitely in the beginning there's a lot of anger you know and I saw my mom fall apart before my very eyes so it was very difficult to you know you hear about it and it's like well I witnessed it for years and then you know again I you know didn't save the day um but ultimately my mom she loved her kids still um just you know those alcoholism is a disease you know and people really suffer from it mental health is real and the older I get the more I deal with problems in life the more I'm like, man, I could understand how someone could get to that point, you know, to feel that angry and that disappointment with life and not feeling good enough about yourself, you know, to go through two divorces, you know, and ultimately you were the stay at home mom and then thinking about providing for your family. You've never really worked. I mean, I can, I can understand more than ever how my mom could go down that path, you know, and ultimately I, uh, you know, forgiveness is one of the things that I've, like I've talked about, helped me along the way. And, uh, you know, I just encourage people to, you know, if you do care about somebody, let them know. Um, if you're mad at them, you need to find a way to, you know, resolve it and let it go ultimately for you. And, um, you know, I don't expect people to go around now after listening to me like, oh, you know, like better make sure when my mom gets on my nerves, I don't get annoyed because, you know, I, but again, be conscious of it, man, because God, I wish I had a dad that could call me, you know, was calling me and getting on me about stuff. And God, I wish my mom was, you know, getting ready for the holidays and cooking dinner and all that good stuff. And I don't have that luxury, man, those holidays and all that stuff, you know, just be fucking grateful, man. Because, and again, there's people that have shitty parents and I wouldn't want to deal with what you're dealing with. But if you're fortunate enough to have a family, fucking appreciate it, man. Well, I want to, I have a question for you, Bree, but I want to throw out London. If you, uh, when the holidays come around, my mom would be psyched to adopt you for a day or so. It's like her greatest joy to have people at the house for like things. It's like the two days of the year that I feel like I have to be with my mom or not her birthday, not mother's day, but it's like Thanksgiving and Christmas. My mom just loves like it's, and it's not about like the holidays. It's about like having people over and like taking care of people. And my house has been over the years, like it's never like a lot. We never have a lot of people, but there's always like one or two people that either they don't have a family or their family's far away. And my mom like loves that. So uh, it's a long way in advance, but (laughs) we could tell, we could tell my mom there's that we have a new Greek sibling for a day. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Sounds like my mom. Um, Bree, I wanted to ask you because you, you're the only you're the only parent on here, but you're the you're for sure the, the only mom. You might not be the only parent. We don't know. We, Take a poll. Yeah, yeah, we know for sure you're the only mom. We don't know for sure that you're the only parent. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious. Um, listening to London talk about his mom. Like, what does that bring up for you, not in your relationship to your mom, but in the way you're a mom relating to your kids? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things when you become a parent, I feel like the quicker you can come to terms with, you're gonna 
screw some of it, like you're going to screw some of it up. And it's really hard, especially looking at my relationship with my parents, not basing how I react and how I parent off of how I was raised. Um, I struggle with that a lot. I talk about it to my therapist a lot. It's one of my biggest struggles is that I have these these struggles of my own. And as a parent, I don't want that to keep passing down to generations because I see it from my dad and his dad and his dad's dad. Um, there was alcoholism. There was a lot of suppressing of feelings and not talking about things. And so for me, trying to divide how I feel and what I'm dealing with versus what I'm putting on my kids and how I'm parenting has been probably the biggest struggle in raising my girls because I don't want to subconsciously be putting things on them because it's just a natural reaction to clam up or be angry or push my thoughts on them. So I think as a parent, I've had to a work on myself a ton and know that my issues and my struggles aren't their issues and struggles. And then be really aware of, I'm going to screw it up. Like I'm, there's going to be things and all of my girls are different. Um, my oldest is super sensitive to everything. She's very like, she gets things in her head. And if you say the wrong thing, she just thinks you're putting her down and it was a horrible idea. And she just wanted to go surprise the neighbors. And if I say we have to eat lunch, it's like, I'm telling her she's like the worst person in the world because we have to wait. So parenting that child versus my middle child, who's like, I don't give two fucks about anything. You can spank me. You can take my toys away. Like somebody on here is going to be like, you spank your children. I'm going to get some, some hate DMs on that. I'm sure. But like navigating her as a child, it's like, she doesn't care at all. You can't hurt her feelings. Like She just is like a beast to raise. So I think having to switch gears too, like you think you have this parenting thing down and then you have another kid. You're like, oh wait, no, that was just her temperament. She was actually just really good and a people pleaser. And now we have someone that doesn't care. Um, so I think just navigating each child and knowing that you're going to screw up. But I mean, here in London, it definitely makes me aware that they see that I love them. As long as I'm showing them that I have time to put my phone down, and I've been very aware of that. This, I mean, Aaron and I work from home, so this year has just been about trying to not find balance as equality of time. But when I am working, I'm working and plugged in, and they know that. Or when it's time for them, I'm not on my phone. That I give them that present attention because that, I think, at the end of the day, is what they really notice. And hearing London say that, like. They are going to see if I'm a loving parent, whether I lose my temper, my shit, you know, when they aren't going to bed or have my moments of weakness. And, you know, they've seen me battle mental stuff. And so it wears on me. I'm like, am I putting that on them? And are they going to see their mom in bed struggling with anxiety today or, or just crying for no reason and just think mom's weak and, and she has these moments. But I think at the end of the day, if, if I can show up every day, and tuck them in and say, I love you and ask for forgiveness when I lose my temper, that we're going to make it through. And when they're adults, they'll be able to see, wow, she really cared. Even if there's moments that I totally royally fucked up. <laughs> you, um, you make me think of, so that I think one of the coolest things I, apparently I taught it to my mom, but then her telling me what I taught her 
taught it to me. Like I didn't know it. I didn't have it that I was like teaching this lesson to my mom. Um, but it kind of reminded me. So my mom said that one of the greatest things that she ever learned from me is that you can really fight with somebody. Like you can like battle with somebody. And I don't mean like physically fight. I'm talking about like, um, like have a disagreement, have an argument, you know, and really get into it and actually know that that person still loves you that a fight, a disagreement, an argument doesn't have to mean not like a lack of love. And um, I'm pretty, you know, even with my family, I'm very bold, very, very direct with my parents. Like I don't, I don't pull punches. I say what I want to say. And that doesn't always go well or land well. But, um, and so sometimes we get it, we get into it. And one day my mom said to me, she was like, you know, I always thought that if you fought with somebody, that like that they weren't, they might not love you. So it was afraid. She was always afraid to get into like disagreements with people that she loved, which to me is like, you're not being authentic. You don't, if you're afraid to like really say your opinion, cause people might disagree or fight with you. We don't get to see who you really are. And she said, you know, from you, I learned that I can actually fight with you and debate with you and really get into a heated thing. And at the end of it, we can still love each other. And the two things don't have anything to do with each other, which when she said it back to me, I was like, man, that is pretty cool. Cause I don't know. I don't want to have a relationship. You know, I don't want to sit at a dinner table with my family when I eventually have them. And it's like, nobody says a word. It's just like, everybody's eating their food, TV's on. There's no, to me, like, I want people to be like pushing each other's buttons, like talking about how we disagree. Like that's how we come up with new thoughts, new ideas. That's how we learn who each other are to see like the depths to which we're passionate about to what we agree. So, you know, it's, 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 it reminded me, it's just like the coolest lesson I learned from my mom, which I guess, you know, we, her and I share that. Um, the, when I think about my mom, the things that I'm like the most grateful for are the support, like unlimited support. I don't, I would not be sitting here today. I would not be a published author. I actually asked my mom, which is probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. My mom wrote the foreword for my book. And I asked her to do that. And she was like, you want me to write the forward? Like, who am I? And I'm like, there would be no book if it weren't for you. I wouldn't have graduated high school. I wouldn't have graduated college. I wouldn't have gotten probably jobs that I got. Like my mom, writing was always hard for me. It was, a really, it was something that I, that I didn't enjoy when I was young that now I love that. Even now she edits. I'll send my mom a coaching tool that I invent. I'm like, can you clean the grammar up? Can you make sure it makes sense? And you know, sometimes she doesn't want to. And sometimes she's like, oh, this is a lot of work you're giving me. But she always does it. Like, she'll always do it. She always says yes. And to be able to say, hey, I want you to write the foreword for my book that will be there forever was like, because this book wouldn't be here if you didn't want the foreword for my life, basically. Um, so I'm really aware that, you know, every, everybody has a mom, but everybody does not have a mom that gives them unlimited support, that believes in them unconditionally. I'll tell my mom I'm going to do things and she might not say anything. And then she'll come to me later and be like, I trust you and I support you and whatever you need, let me know. And I hope that I can be like that with my kids because I know that's got to be tough because you don't, none of us, all, everyone listening to this and all of us have made decisions that our parents did not agree with. And so for my mom to be able to put aside whatever she believes or whatever to say, like, I support you, I believe in you and I trust you. So even if I don't agree because I trust you and I believe in you, I, I have it that you got it is, is such a gift. Um, yeah. That's what, that, that's what comes to mind for me that for Mother's Day. If I, of, like with my mom, she was always very quiet 
and my dad is like a very outspoken this is my opinion this is how everyone's gonna think and so growing up it just felt like she didn't have my back but like as an adult I really see that she did like I look back and I go wow like she knew that my dad was the type of person and you know was I want to say aggressive in his mindset because he wasn't physically aggressive but just very this is how it is and it was hard as a kid to feel like you weren't getting stuck you know stood up for by my mom like why aren't you stepping in why is this happening why is this happening over and over and dad just gets to bully through but looking back we've had conversations now as an adult and she's like I just wanted if I brought up my opinion it would just make more for you guys and so looking back and and being appreciative of how she used her quiet mannerism to just really like try to protect us um and I don't say that like again my dad was did the best he could with what he was given as a child too but and we've come a long way but I think that she just was able to be the calm in all of the storm that you know me and my siblings were kind of going through and again, with all the different temperaments, I have a very quiet sister who's older and just wanted to sit in her room and read. And then there was me who was like, I want to go sneak out of the house and do all the things you tell me not to. So as a, a child now raising children that are very strong willed, I can see how my mom just tried to keep that level, calm pace. And so even though she didn't, it didn't feel at the time that she was sticking up for us looking back and being 30. I'm like, wow, she really just kind of kept that calm. And I see in my parenting style, I get very like wound up and Aaron's almost that presence of let's just take it down. Let's just, let's just keep it level. So I can really appreciate her, you know, for just, just being a calm through my teenage years and never really dealing or showing, um, her disappointment, I think there was moments where she was really sad in decisions as a kid. And I think looking back, I see, wow, like she was crying and I, I felt like I was in trouble, but she was actually just really sad because I was her daughter and she loved me and she was really sad that I was going through that. Um, so being able to, to see that she was showing emotion that she wasn't, she's not let down by me being her daughter, that she was just really hurting because I was hurting and then put myself in situations and was going through that. And I feel like she didn't know how to help me. So as an adult, now that they, you know, support us as parents, um, I, I don't know who listens to the show or who follows, but I, I mean, we've been together 10 years and not married. And I think that was really hard for my parents. They're super religious, very Christian based. You should get married before kids and sex and all that. Um, I mean, I was pretty open about guys I've had sex like that was, I was like I didn't burn up I didn't go to hell like been there done that so now that I'm having a kid like it's kind of past the phase of getting married it doesn't save anything um but she just has really respected kind of now as an adult that we don't have to see eye to eye that I don't have to see the way she sees things and and she doesn't have to believe what I believe but that we both have this understanding like you said we can have disagreements but we both have like a deep love for each other regardless how, how we see or view things. So I'm definitely appreciative of her having our back and supporting us when we decided to like, as Aaron and I like decided to leave our business. And I was like, we might be ending up like living in your garage. And my mom's like, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll pitch a tent and you guys are doing great. And you're a mom. And if this is what you want to do. So I think just, again, that support, like you said, is just really nice to have and see. So 
What is uh, what is something you guys will bring? You're obviously doing it now, but Alex, um, what are you taking away from your mom when you become a parent? If you'd like to be, you know, what's uh, something that she's like a parenting style or point that you're like, all right, definitely when I have kids, my mom did that and I'm going to do that. And then also, what are you like? Eh, don't agree with that, mom. Won't ever do that with my kids. And Bree as well. You're obviously you're in it. So what stands out for you the most? And then what do you like? Ah, I didn't really agree with that one, mom. I'm not going to do that with my kids. Uh, what do I agree with the most? I think the support and like the unconditional love. Like I just can't, you know, even though you could give all that and your kids could not believe in themselves and they can push it away. I think the fact that it was there and like that it was consistent. It wasn't like she tried one time and I said no and then it went away. It was like always willing to support always willing to be there, always believing in me, even no matter how much I was struggling. And I mean that to the degree of times where like my mom was at every baseball game. I remember my mom being in the stands of baseball games when I was like in little league and I was really good, but I would do these things where I would like walk the bases loaded with no outs. And then I would strike out three people in a row. It was like, I, I like purposely make my life harder than it had to be. And I remember my mom would be in the stands and I would hear her yell out, take a breath, take a deep breath. Like she could see that I like needed to just, right. It wasn't, she knew she didn't know how to throw a curveball, but she could see anxiety. Um, and to me, the fact that she was there, you know, my mom was always involved with my school. She was like always at the school, talking to the teachers, trying to help me do better studying with me. And so even in the ways that maybe I might've thought was annoying back then, right. I thought my mom yelling from the bleachers was annoying. I thought my mom always being at school sometimes was annoying. Um, and even like her making me study sometimes was annoying. But at, this, at the, end, the end of the day, it's like I see, like that's the thing. Like let your kids be annoyed, especially when you're not trying to, you, the thing you're doing is nobody's going to disagree that studying is a bad thing or supporting your kids is a bad thing. She wasn't ever trying to make me believe something, which is also where I would say where I wouldn't do the thing. So the area that I wouldn't do is similar. So my, I don't know if we... I think we talked about this on the faith episode. So my dad is Catholic and my mom is Jewish and my dad grew up in a Catholic household and he didn't really agree with like how strict it was and all that. So when he met my mom and my mom grew up in a Jewish household, but they didn't really practice anything. It was like very like not practiced. So when they met my mom, they both went the opposite way. My mom wanted what she never had and my dad didn't want what he had. So he was like, yeah, we could do the Jewish stuff. And my mom basically wanted that for herself. So I felt like it was forced onto me and my brother. And me and my brother didn't believe, like, I'm very spiritual. I believe in God, but I don't believe in God in the quote unquote, like the organized religion kind of way. And I think that it took me almost like 25 years to like actually uncondition myself from being angry about being forced into something and make real adult choices about what I believe. And that's not my mom's fault that I held onto it so long. But I think as, a, as an adult, you know, I, as an adult with kids, the way I would like to do it is I would like to educate my children on a variety of things. You know, like tell them like what Buddhism is, tell them what Hindu is, tell them what Christianity is, tell them what Judaism is, and actually say like, hey, this is a choice you get to make in your life. Not at six, right? But at six, they could be like learning stories from different things. It doesn't mean I have to present it as truth. I, I just think that it'd be cool to have my kids be more well-rounded instead of like one thing. And then as they get to be older, they get to decide for themselves and maybe they don't have to battle with hating something because it was forced upon them. 
but they can see it as like, oh, this is, it's up to me, you know? And who knows, that might blow up in my face too, right? Because I always like to think, like, you could be the perfect, we all know people who were the perfect parents and they had shitty kids, and we all know people who were bad, terrible parents and they had great kids. It's kind of like there's no rhyme or reason, but those would be the two things that I would say. It's kind of that, that list of, I would never, and then you become a parent and it all goes out the window. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I see people all the time at restaurants and I'm like, Gosh, I remember being a server and I hated when families with kids came in because I was like, they just don't control them and they're screaming and look at them letting them have this iPad and just staring at a screen and they're just horrible. And then here I am a parent. I'm like, what were that family? Oh, there's ketchup on the floor and there's, oh, my kid's screaming. Yep, she's running down. Yep, the dining room is now filled with shrieks from my children and Cheerios on the ground. But um, I think a takeaway from my mom and something that I've really tried to implement with being a parent is just learning to be quiet. <laughs> kind of the thing that I love about her is just letting your kids speak, whether they're upset, whether they're mad, whether they're happy, whether they have an idea or they're excited to really just not react in any type of way to give them that moment. Because especially when they're little, like they're just processing all these thoughts and emotions and feelings and, and where they're coming from. Are they happy? Are they sad? How do they get the words to respond to these things that they're thinking and feeling? And so instead of discouraging by reacting the wrong way, cause you don't know, are they, are you going to say something that they go, Oh, I was really excited about it. Why did you say that? You don't know how they're going to respond. So I think just letting them be in the moment and giving them time to react and, and grow through or talk through whatever they're um, excited or mad about. And then something I think that I learned from her that I don't want to repeat as a child is feeling not stood up for. So even though as an adult, I can see her heart, I want my kids to know that they can come to me with stuff and that it's going to be addressed and that they're going to be safe with sharing it with me. I think my mom's quietness made me feel like she didn't care necessarily about um, certain things. And obviously looking back, I'm like, oh, wow, she really cared. And she was hurt and she was sad or just didn't say anything because she didn't want us to feel worse. Um, but it was hard to then trust or bring things to her. Um, so I think I want my kids to really be able to come to me with anything, whether it's how they're feeling as they turn, you know, preteens or having emotions, having struggles, how they're feeling physically, like just want them to feel that they can have an open door policy. And that was never a thing growing up for me. And it kind of goes into what Alex is saying. You know, I grew up in a very strict one religion. This is how Christianity is. This is how we view Christianity. And this is how you are going to think about it. Cause there's, you know, let's be real Christianity. There's like how many denominations, but it was like, this is the denomination. This is how your brain should think about it. This is what God says. And for me, I want my kids to be well-rounded. Same as that. Like I want to give them exposure, not because I want them to drink or do drugs or not because I want them to be Catholics, but because I want them to have exposure and ask questions. And that was always kind of put down in our family. You don't ask, you just do, right? You just go to church and that's just how it is. So for me, wanting to present opportunity, if my kid wants to go to a Buddhism, I don't know if it's a service, I'm not sure what they call it, but want to go to a religion seminar or class or 
are asking questions. I'm not going to say, oh, we're Christian. You don't need to know. I want them to be exposed. And so our daughter right now is at Catholic school. I was homeschooled. I'm like, one of the first questions I was like, is she required to believe a certain thing? Or is this being brought as a religion class? And yeah, she goes to mass, but I don't want her to feel put down if she has questions or why do we do things this way? So that was a huge thing when we put her in a Catholic school. Will she stay there? I don't know, but I want her to be exposed. And, and she goes to my grandparents or in my parents' church, which is very much not Catholic. So I think just exposing them to different things makes them, um, or hopefully will make them feel like they can confidently ask and that it's not a bad thing to explore and ask questions, whether it's their sexuality, whether it's a boy they like, or <laughs> when to have sex or when to drink or any of that stuff that they'll feel really confident in. My mom's going to have me my back. Not that there won't be consequences for things, their kids, but that they'll see that there's validity and wanting to have that relationship and wanting to be open door policy with conversations and things they're going through. London, how about you? I mean, I know your mom, you know, isn't here anymore, but I'm sure you've learned so much, you know, when you become a parent or if that <laughs> is that happening anytime soon, who knows, but. Um, definitely. Uh, my mom never changed. Um, whatever her circumstances were, she was still that woman that she was. So grew up not coming from a wealthy family by any means to uh, meeting my father, who became a successful man, lived in this island called Cyprus. My mom, we had a nice, um, you know, place by the beach, uh, all this nice furniture. We had name brand clothes. My mom had Louis Vuitton luggage, but she didn't act any different. She didn't treat people differently. When we moved to the trailer back home after the divorce, she didn't act any different. She just started working three jobs, um, made the comeback, Ended up marrying a guy that was uh, doing well in life, had money again, life didn't change. She was still the same person that loved her kids and all she cared about was her family and she still cooked dinner. Um, I'd say like, uh, you know, of something that I remember growing up, I'd say I'd, I'll be tougher on my kids about school. I don't remember that being real. You know, my mom was definitely the good cop in any relationship and my stepdad at the time was definitely the tougher parent and all that. But I don't really felt like it was talked about. Like, I wish my mom would have been like, you're going to pay attention in Spanish class. Like, I wish I could speak Spanish. You know, I, I wish I would have taken the SAT a few more times and taken college a little more seriously, even though it's not stopping me now to think about some of the things I could have learned or the experience I could have had. Um, I'll definitely, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to have kids. That is something that I will um, uh, definitely be tougher on my kids about. But uh, definitely just love man and you know no matter your circumstances you're still that same person and that says a lot about somebody man you know of who you are when things are good or when they're bad and that's ultimate character to me that's ultimate greatness that's ultimate respect you know and uh, my mom was always the toughest in you know the toughest moments of you know anything in life until ultimately the end but I guess you know a lot of us can only take so much and I never hold it against her again if I put myself in her shoes it scares the shit out of me to think about, you know, the things you deal with of, you know, we hurt now of certain situations of somebody, we get upset when somebody hurts us on social media and attacks our character, let alone the person that you're in love with ultimately has an affair and you're on your second divorce and you got three kids to take care of, you know, and then going through a divorce and all that. So ultimately, you know, we're in control of our lives and it's about how we respond to things. 
And, you know, I want to be remembered as somebody that's responded well to those things, no matter what the circumstances are. You know, ultimately, my mom passing away, I choose to to use it as a gift. You know, I choose to use that pain to uh, inspire other people and use it to help guide me to live a better life and ultimately to be happy because I've been in very recently, you know, I've been, I know what it feels like to think about like, fuck, this sucks, man. And maybe the easiest way out would be like, if I wasn't around, I wouldn't have to worry about the pressure of being in love and paying my bills and thinking about how great my body can be and making sure I'm on a magazine cover and making a film and I'm standing in front of thousands of people's one day changing the world and maybe I'm the next rock and Will Smith, right? Or be like, you know, fuck the struggle, fuck worrying about it and people depending on me and stressing about money and unemployment and how I'm going to be great and how I'm going to be the next this and that. I get it, man. Life is fucking difficult, but I choose to still overcome that because ultimately um, I owe it to myself to find out that there's when I pursue the good, there is good and it's better than the ultimate. And I'm not going to find out what the other side of that is. I choose not because ultimately I love myself enough, let alone the people that love me. It's Mother's Day. Well, not this moment, but this is our Mother's Day episode. So Brady, thanks for being a mom. Thanks for loving your kids so much. Um, thanks mom for loving me, supporting me. And uh, thanks to all the moms out there. Like, literally life doesn't exist without moms like there's no man in the world you know there's no there's no man that's producing a a a child without the body of a woman so thanks to the moms that make life possible and uh and bear that burden because i can't imagine what it would be like to have to deal with pregnancy and then just over here 3d printing a human you know yeah, it, that's great. But like, yeah, it's one thing, the nine months and all the stuff that comes with it, but then the day that it actually comes, like, and that's if it goes well, right? Like that's when everything goes well and so many don't go so well. So I'm super grateful. Um, moms take a lot of the brunt and they don't always get a lot of the love and all the credit. So anything you guys want to say before we wrap this up? You know, if you're listening, obviously, um, be thankful for the time that you have with people, you know, and don't think that your circumstances um, determine your outcome. You know, you, you have a choice to, you can be a great mom still. You can turn it around if you're not a good one. Um, if your mom's tough on you, like it might be just cause she loves you and be grateful that she is tough on you. If you feel like she's too tough on you, have an honest conversation and let them know, like, why are you riding my ass? And maybe it's your mom just being a bitch and you got to set her straight that I don't know, but you need to be grateful especially at times right now with the strange times. But if you're a mom out there, don't give up. You can, if you're a good one, you can be a great one, a great one. You can become a phenomenal one and uh, you don't have to do it alone. Whatever you're doing in life, like ask for help, even if it's a mom or you're a parent, like just don't fucking give up, man. You know, like you owe it to yourself. Happy mother's day. Happy mother's day. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening. It's not easy to create these episodes, but we know it's important. We need more real, open, and honest conversations because we know that whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. A life pretending isn't worth living. So please share this podcast with a friend and thanks for listening.